You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, and welcome back to the greatest show on earth. This is Starcastic Remarks, alongside Chris and James and my brothers. My name is Ryan. Welcome to the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Go and use that promo code THPN. The next time you go and use their services. We'd appreciate that as it supports what we do. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? You know, I just realized it for the first time, that promo code, Thippin. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I, I hate you so much, Chris. <laughs> You're starting it off strong, aren't you? <laughs> yep. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> all right, so. That was the last thing I ever expected you to uh, How about that hockey? <laughs> Okay, speaking of other things that I we didn't expect at all, uh, I had a sudden realization that next week is actually the start of training camp for the Dallas Stars. So, it, there- I mean, it's here. It's here, guys. So kind we got uh, – well, kind of. It, but it's, it's like it's going to ramp up. It's going to yeah. ramp up. We should be getting excited. We'll have stuff so, to talk about. Yeah, more stuff to talk about rather than, like, the Columbus Blue Jacket stuff that we're, we'll get into. But – Anyways, uh, we got one more show to kind of do with whatever. And then next week, we've got our uh, training camp preview show, which is going to be really awesome and exciting with training camp starting next Thursday. And uh, then after that, we got preseason, and then we're straight into the season, and uh, the Stars get to show what they're made of this year. There's a lot of hope behind this team, uh, a lot of expectations. But before we get into that, how has y'all's weeks been? Has it been good? Great. That's it. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I'm doing school stuff. We were learning about how to exploit things on websites. That was fun. Exploit things. On <laughs> I, 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 I'm. I, I'm. Wow. We're for those though, already for, for those of <laughs> you who don't know, I'm learning cybersecurity stuff right now. So basically, they're about to teach me how to hack. Like I'm close to the end of the course done everything else and they're like okay now we're gonna hack stuff so should i should be having a lot of fun the next couple of days yes you should learn how to hack the starcastic remarks website and see what happens i might i might learn how to yeah just just do that (laughs) he does have access to that that's true i can pretend that i don't (laughs) and just see if it works so okay uh well just get straight into it hockey yeah, hockey. Okay. All right. Uh, we have got first off, uh, there are 10 teams currently, I guess, actually, I guess eight now, that don't have captains anymore. And two of them have been announced in the last couple of days. First things first, the biggest surprise to absolutely nobody Quinn Hughes is the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Some people thought that, you know, maybe Elias Pettersson would might be the captain. 
Uh, but it it's been pretty obvious that Quinn Hughes is their best player. Uh, I was listening to a hockey guy video uh, earlier today, and he said it's the first defenseman captain for the Vancouver Canucks since 1979. So that's kind of cool uh, in and of itself. So pretty neat there. And then also for Winnipeg, with the departure of Blake Wheeler going to uh, the New York Rangers, they have named uh, Adam Lowry, who uh, not a lot of people know who Adam Lowry is, but he is a he's a pretty good, solid two way player. Not like yeah. the greatest. When, like when I think weapon. of the Winnipeg Jets, I think of <laughs> Adam Lowry. Adam right? Lowry. Exactly. <laughs> Explains like, the team perfectly. Who he's are like? They? He's like what I want Roddick Fox to be. So he's a little bit better than Roddick Fox. <laughs> he derogatory. He, He's been around for a long time in the city of Winnipeg, and they love him, and he loves the city. He's had opportunities to leave, and he's chosen to stay. So, I mean, it, good on good on him. I, I I hope for the Winnipeg Jets' sake that they actually don't have such a toxic dressing room this year, and maybe having Adam Lowry as the next captain can maybe fix that. I don't know. That's a high bar, man. I don't know if they can achieve that, man. They can be nice to each other. Weird. Right. Exactly. Or just cool. cordial. So um, so there, there's other teams that have uh, not named their captain yet, but there's probably going to be some teams that won't have a captain at all heading into the season. So uh, do you know any other teams who don't have a captain right now that you would expect them not to announce a captain? Nope. Nope. All of them. No more captains. No more captains. Ban them. <laughs> the other eight teams, screw. Uh, so, I mean, here, here's a question for you. Are they just going to give Connor Bedard the captaincy right off the bat in Chicago? Not. Not. Okay. They, they won't do that, but they're going to give it to somebody who's going to be gone in a couple of years so that they can give it to Bedard. Big brain thinking right there. That's what they did with McDavid. Could we see? Could we see a Corey Perry captaincy in the Chicago Blackhawks? That would be so gross. <laughs> that would be the most chaotic timeline. So it, it I would, think so. Yeah, it would be fun, right? Just like Steve Ott becoming the uh, the captain of the Buffalo Sabres back in the day. Not a lot of people know that. He was actually the captain for them for a while. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, extreme chaos. That would be so much fun. But in all reality, he's not going to get the captaincy. He'll, he'll probably get it next year. I mean, there's been younger players. Sidney Crosby was 19 when he became the captain. Uh, Landis Gog in Colorado was the captain when he was 19. I mean, there have been teenagers who have become captain before, and Connor Bedard is on a whole nother level from both of those guys. So I would, I would, at least at this point right now, the, the level of hype around him. So I would expect that he's going to be the captain next year for the Blackhawks. But, anyways, moving on, uh, let's get into the I, I don't even know how you describe it. Uh, the the Babcock spitting chicklets drama that has surrounded the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't know it's, if you are you guys in on, on the story at all. Yeah, no. it's just it's just the nicest story between two of the greatest organizations and people that have ever graced the lovely sport of hockey. You know, <laughs> spitting chicklets and the Blue Jackets both hockey institutions you know i mean done nothing but good for the sport and then biz and babcock just the two nicest guys you could ever find in the national <laughs> hockey league so 
Really, that's heartwarming. what you call a sarcasm. Little heart, real heartwarming story here. All right. So, okay. So, just to give you some background information for those of you who have no idea what Chris is talking about. So, Paul Bissonnette, he's a former NHLer, he, and he's also one of the, uh, I guess you could call him the host, one, one of the personalities of the Spit and Chicklets podcast, which is one of the biggest hockey podcasts out there, if not the biggest one out there. And uh, he had a very interesting thing happen to him. Uh, got like a text message from a unnamed player of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And he kind of lit a match on uh, on Tuesday, yesterday. And apparently, Mike Babcock requested to see photos of Captain Boone Jenner's phone from this past summer to, quote, know the type of person you are. So when that first came out, it was like, okay, Mike Babcock is doing it all over again, and he's doing weird things and awkward things to his players and stuff like this. Because, again, for those of you that don't remember the whole Mitch Marner incident when he was the coach in Toronto, he asked Mitch Marner to rank his teammates on how, like, who the best, like, player was for getting prepared for the season and then the worst and he had him rank all of them and then he took that list and showed all the players which is a pretty crappy thing to do right so everyone's like oh mike babcock is doing it again and then right after that they they meaning uh mike babcock and the captain of the columbus blue jackets boone jenner both respond with a statement straight from the Columbus Blue Jackets organization's uh, X page. And they. Th this was uh, Babcock's portion. While meeting with our players and staff, I asked them to share off their phones family pictures as part of the process of getting to know them better. There was absolutely nothing more to it than that. The way this was portrayed on the Spit and Chicklets podcast was a gross Mis in misrepresentation of those meetings and extremely offensive. These meetings have been very important and beneficial, not only for me, but for our players and staff as well. And to have them depicted like this is irresponsible and completely inaccurate. Churldish. So, churldish. <laughs> I knew that was, I knew, I figured that was coming up. I, I mean, there's more to the story, but weird. Um. So, I'm kind of shocked that Bob, that Babcock is so surprised that someone might take something that he does out of proportion because, you know, he's done some pretty crappy stuff. So kind of hard to believe you, Babcock. But also, Bizonette's not the best person to believe either when it comes to hockey stuff. So kind of hard to believe you too. Yeah. So I, I, I think, don't know. I think but, it's, it's a lot of bull crap flying around all over the place. Yeah, I think the thing that's kind of like concerning is that one of the players reached out to someone else and told someone about it. So obviously it bugged one of the players, regardless of if it was actually something like wrong. It bugged one of the players. So I think I don't think it was the Columbus Blue Jacket player because Biz actually posted. He took like a little screenshot of the text that he got from the first guy he talked to. And it sounded like it was a Leafs player who talked to a Columbus player who told him about showing pictures 
and he was saying he told Biz that yeah. they're doing something that didn't that, Toronto. That, Sally, see, see, Sally see, told we've Richard, to the point. who told her, and then <laughs> exactly. this like we've gotten to the point drama. where where it's so stupid. And y'all have yeah. gotten my point. It's just a bunch of poop flying all over the place. So, yeah, I don't think this is a thing. Um, and I think Biz wants to make it a thing so he gets more eyes on his podcast. Well, we'll talk about that here in a second. But all right, so here's Boone Jenner's portion of the statement. While meeting with Babs, he asked me about my family and where I'm from, my upcoming wedding, and hockey-related stuff. He then asked if I had pictures of my family, and I was happy to share some of them with him. He showed me pictures of his family. I thought it was a great first meeting and a good way for us to start building a relationship. To have this blown out of proportion is truly disappointing. So it... Here's my here's my biggest question is okay, should you raise questions about my Ma- Mike Babcock? Absolutely, because the thing he did in Toronto with the whole Mitch Marner incident was pretty crappy thing to do. There's, there's been a lot of things he's done that have been pretty. Y- crappy. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, obviously, but like <laughs> nothing like to the point, nothing like like illegal. Let's just say that. Let's no. nothing illegal or anything. Nothing like illegal. There's really crappy just things really to weird. do. <laughs> yeah, and it's really weird. weird. That is true. Right, but. At the same time, don't you think I tried to again? But anyway, I'm trying to move on, Chris. Stop it. No, sorry. Um, I read Ardell's comment. He said Babcock is from Mordor. I, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I was trying to ignore it, and and it was just like whatever. But anyways, but at the same time, don't you think this was really stupid by the Spit and Chicklets guys to kind of? Oh no, it was a great idea by there? them. It turned 13 on Twitter. Their podcast was all over the place. I was into it. I was clicking on all their stuff. So good for them. Okay. They but don't, don't care think... about credibility. <laughs> okay. I was, that was my next question. Yeah. It's like the last but... thing Spit and Jiglets cares about is credibility. They didn't okay, even have well... the stars in the playoffs last year. <laughs> yeah. That is true. None of, not a single one of them did. Not even they, in the they, wild card. The, the playoff preview that they did said that the stars would be a lockdown defensive team and would play super boring despite having a top five offense. So, yeah. And and one of the people on that podcast is a national broadcaster for TNT, Paul Bussinet. So that that's really disappointing that he doesn't didn't speak up or didn't know that. Oh, he obviously and, uh, doesn't know the team. Well, he doesn't know the rules either because we talked about uh, <laughs> there's a five minute major. It's like, shouldn't that have been a five minute major? It was, I don't even remember what it was. It was like I, it was I remember it. Yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. well, there doesn't have to be intent to make it a five minute. Major. He just didn't know the rules. So, yeah, he's just a washed up NHL player that barely made it into the league who has a loud mouth. That's really all it is. He is hilarious, though. You got to be honest. He's he funny. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, funny. times. He's hilarious. There's other funny people that are not great people either. So, yes, that is true. And he, I think he's one of them. He but, is like, one of them. I, I, and here's the other thing is that right after that, it's not like they backed off on the comments or anything like that. If anything, he doubled down. Paul Bissonnette hey. did. And then Ryan Whitney also doubled down. Another host on the Spit and Chicklets podcast. So I'm I like, respect that okay. more than anything. I mean, okay. if they believe Some, that it's true, stand by it. Sure. Someone is that. lying here. I'm sorry. Some Somebody is lying here about this situation and, like, the, the true intent behind it. Like, like what, was the, what was the quote that I... To know the type of person you are. Was like, is that really what it is i mean this just seems like it, it's just spitting chicklets grasping at straws trying to find mm-hmm. something to talk about and boy did they find something to talk about and well it's funny because 
it's two of the worst characters in hockey bashing each other's character. Like, yeah, you both. <laughs> that is true. So, That's <laughs> true. I mean, so it happens. I, I'll choose yeah, to believe both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I I just thought the whole thing was just bizarre. Like it was a it was a one day thing. All of the stuff, hey. all of the news broken one day. Normally, when these things come out like this, it's like. It lasts like a little bit comes out on Tuesday and then a little bit comes out on the following Thursday. And then it's like, you know, it lasts for a couple of weeks and then it kind of dies away. It was like this was though. one day. Boom, 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 boom. Done. <laughs> good marketing by uh, Spin Chicklets. So good job. Guys. I guess so. We need their yeah. marketing team. Yep. OK, moving on from that. I thought that was just interesting. So, OK, uh, one burning question for every NHL team heading into training camp. All right. Someone get a fire so, thing for sure. Yeah, exactly. So you're just on it with the dad jokes today, Chris. I'm all over it, man. I'm all over it. So like it says, it, there's one for each and every team. Uh, I figured oh. we would start with the stars and kind of talk about the stars question that they have in this athletic article. It. What's the question? And then, and then we can pick a couple of other teams and kind of talk about other teams that we might care about. I figured since this is like a central division episode tonight we can kind of talk about some of the other central division teams but the dallas stars question is can another young forward prospect force his way onto the roster last year the stars entered training camp hoping that wyatt johnston and logan stankoven could show that they're nhl ready they needed johnston in particular to make the roster both for his talent and his price tag and he was ready this offseason, they filled out the roster quite well in free agency and don't need a youngster to be NHL-ready on opening night. But it would be a fantastic problem to have if Stankoven and or Maverick Bork forced the issue. So I think it's a pretty obvious answer for us. We've talked about it before, but we, we, need, it, we should discuss it again because we're even closer to training camp. Training camp is next week. They haven't released the rosters for it, but obviously you can, you can expect uh, Liam Bischel to be on that. Uh, Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven, and they will be one of the last cuts if they don't make the team. Like, you know, I think last last year Stankoven was probably the last person cut, I think, uh, from the Stars roster, and he was sent back to uh, Kamloops. Now, this year he won't be in Kamloops. He'll either be in Dallas or uh, he will be in the AHL with the Texas Stars down in Austin. So Chris will get to see him a little bit more often. That would be kind of cool. But, uh, to answer the question, what do you think? Do you think one of them can make it onto the roster this year? I would say 75% chance that they do not, which is sad for me. But, I mean, if Stegman is just playing so good that he forces his way onto the roster, I mean, like like you, yeah. like the article said, that's a good problem to have, to have too many forwards. So it, it, it would be in a weird spot because he would – pretty much have to play that fourth line role but hey if you can score on that fourth line why would you not put him there honestly yeah. i think I, my, my initial thought is that unless someone gets hurt he's not going to make the opening night roster that i, I whether that means he doesn't end up playing in during the season is another thing i think he probably will at some point force his way onto the team it just it really depends on how his transition from the juniors into the AHL is. And maybe you get another Harley situation where he comes in late in the season when 
when when our veteran forwards have been all gassed out from the regular season. Hey, look at this. We got some some fresh meat. So that's a possibility too. And same with injuries. He might play so good when someone's injured that he has to stay there. So yeah. I mean, it's it it honestly might be the ideal way to bring a rookie into the league anyway is to bring them after they have some AHL games and then they can play like half an NHL season, the last half. You get the you get the toughest games, you're getting the most important games, you're in the right situations. The more we talk about it, it, it it's just unfortunate. It just it, it seems like the best thing for Stan Coven to do is to go down to the AHL. It sucks because we really want to see him really, really badly with the Dallas he'll, Stars. He'll but, play. He'll play at some point during the season, but it's not going to be opening night. It, and well, and the other thing is, is you it, you you don't want him playing fourth line minutes. Let's be honest. Like let's say that Craig Smith or Radic Voxa gets hurt, you don't want Stan Coven coming up and him playing on the fourth line. It, it, it if it's if he comes up, it's got to be somebody who's on one of the top three lines who who gets hurt, right? That that's the only thing that makes sense to me. If if he's scoring consistently on a fourth line role and is playing it well and is learning how to play NHL speed, I don't know why you don't play him. If he if he's if he's a better option and gives you he's a better chance of enough. winning, if he's giving you a better chance of winning over Smith or Steele. In, in the window that we're in right now, I don't see a reason to not play him. That's why I think we're not going to play him for the beginning of the season, really. I think we're not going to see him for the first half, probably, unless yeah. a big injury comes in, which is definitely possible. But I, I, I really think it's going to be one of those down the stretch. It's going to feel like a trade deadline pickup. That's a good way of looking at it, James. That's a, that was actually a very interesting comment. Yeah, because we don't have any space to get any trade in line pickups. We don't. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. There's no space. Yeah, no space. So, okay. Um, so, long story short, for me, I I think the answer is is no, and it's not because they can't. I I, I think it's just the forward group is ridiculous. And my I, answer I, is no, they won't. But I think they should. Yep. James, what what's your official answer? No for opening night. No for opening night. Yes for later. Yes. Trade deadline. I think he's going to play at least like the last part of the season. See, he's going to pull Thomas Hartley. I think he's going to pull Thomas Hartley. Maybe a little sooner than Thomas Hartley came in. but Can be a little bit of an adrenaline boost, a little bit of a, of a shot to get us going maybe. Hopefully, we'll see. Okay, uh... I figured since this since this was a central division, there's really only one team, in my opinion, that yep. really has a, another shot of getting first in the division other than the, the Dallas Stars. The Arizona Coyotes. Exactly. 100%. No, I'm just kidding. It's Colorado Avalanche. So let's look at their question. Uh, will Ryan Johansson fit well at the second center line role? So this is straight from the article. Uh, though JT Comfort did a solid job at second line center in 22-23, Colorado never fully replaced Kadri. That showed in the playoffs when Bednar, the coach, ended up shifting Comfort to wing in an unsuccessful attempt to spark, to find a spark with Lars Eller. Comfort and Eller are now gone, having signed in Detroit and Pittsburgh respectively, and the Avalanche enter the season with a newly acquired Johansson slot, slotted to center the second line. If he's healthy, he can regain and he can regain his 21-22 form. The Avs should have an answer at 2C for the next couple of seasons. If not, they might 
they might again risk over relying on top forwards McKinnon and Rantanen. So, what do you think? Do you think he's going to slot in at the second center line role okay, or do you think he's going to struggle and he's not really going to be able to uh, fulfill the role that the Avs have gotten it for him? I think he's going to slot in pretty good, especially since he's not going to have much attention drawn to him with those two big guys that you mentioned on the first line. I mean, those are the two names that you're going to circle whenever you start playing the abs and then he can kind of slide in underneath and do some of his own stuff. So I, I think, I think he'll have a good, I think he'll have a good year. I think he'll have a better I, year than he did last year for sure. For, for me, this, the, the thing that Colorado is what I'm really going to be paying attention to more is how they react to Landis Cog just being out. Like he's still going to be out, right? Yeah, he's he's not going to play at all this year. Yeah, just like I mean, last year. That, it, it's and, and you could tell last year they're 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 like I, I don't know if it's the heart or what, but you can tell the the production Mojo. on the ice is is not the same as it was when they won the cup. It's just slightly off, just ever so slightly. Like they're still yeah. they have all the talent, they have a lot of good just fourth line players still. It's just that there's something missing there, and I think. Landis Cog is what's missing. And I think this year they're going to have to answer it themselves. So I don't think Landis Cog's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. His thing was just like uh, Ben Bishop, uh, just like Carey Price. It's it's the knee. He, he had a major knee injury. And well, I think it's the knee. Uh, now I'm second guessing myself, but I'm pretty sure it's the knee. But yeah, either way. I'm not so. At first, I was pretty sold on it because like when I heard that. Uh, they got him from Nashville for like very minimal and got him for like 50% retained. So he's, he's there for $4 million on as a cap hit. That's pretty good for Brian Johansson. That's not bad, but I was, I was excited for them. But then when I kind of looked at some of the comments from other people, they didn't seem as stoked about it as, you know, as I did, I thought it was a great move by Colorado, but, uh, a lot of people were not impressed with the move at all. So we'll I mean, see how he does. Who, but. who else are you going to get to fit there, though? I mean, that that's part of the problem with – that was part of the problem the whole offseason with every team. It's like you don't have a lot of space left, and you got to find someone who is able to play in that position for less money. And mm-hmm. with, with Colorado, you can cover that up because you have McKinnon and you have McCarr. I mean, you can cover that up just with the talent of those two guys. You just have to have someone who's solid enough to not drag them back. All right, moving on to uh, let's do one more team and then we'll get into more in depth with the other teams in the NHL in the central division. And we'll just kind of talk about the players that have come in, have left and we'll see what they're at Uh, with the Minnesota wild. The one question they've got uh, is how much impact can Marco Rossi and Brock Faber make Um, this paragraph is a little bit more lengthier. Long story short, they have no cap space because they're even worse than stars are because they bought out Ryan Suter and Zach Parise. uh, Was it two years ago now? And now they're having to rely on, really low bargain contracts of these guys coming in. And two of them are the rookies. Marco Rossi was apparently this big hot shot rookie that was uh, drafted a little later than he probably should have been. I think they got him at like seventh in that year's draft. Um, And Brock Faber, we saw him a little bit in the playoffs and he had that one ridiculous uh, 
defensive play that we were like, how did that not go in the net? And it was Brock Faber who, who, who did it. So how much impact are they going to be able to do? I mean, is this team still a playoff team? What do you, what do y'all think? Yeah, not enough. They're going to be number three because the central division is not very good, but I, I think they would be a wild card team in pretty much every other division. I think they'd be out in a lot of other divisions, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also think that Winnipeg might have a decent season just because they still have the two players who everyone was talking about was going to get traded, and it looks like they're not going to get traded, which right. is really funny. <laughs> uh, I guarantee you that team pops off again, and they're not going to trade them, and they're going to get nothing. They're both going to walk, like I said, like four months ago. But, <laughs> yeah, the Wild, I think Brock Faber is going to look really good. I mean, he his defense especially just looked absolutely amazing in that playoff series. It's... It's, it's more of how much can they score, I feel like, this year. Because, like, their defense was decent against us, too. And Kaprizov, I guess, kind of had a down year last year. I, he'll probably have a bounce back. He was hurt for a little bit, too. It, it's just it's it's tough when you got no space to bring anyone else onto, the, onto that team. I mean, he really is the offense, right? I He's mean, everything. Him that, and Zuccarello, team, that's about it. The team lives and dies on those two people. Yeah, and he didn't score any in the playoffs, so they died. They definitely died. Yeah, and well, and I mean, to his to come to his defense, he was hurt. So I mean, it's mm-hmm. you, you can't expect Aww, him to be a hundred percent. Chris doesn't care. We still beat him in the playoffs. Are 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 they still like the worst fan base in the in the league? Yes. I can't stand Moving Minnesota Wild so. fans. I just cannot stand Minnesota Wild. They fans. They think they live in Canada. Well, they might as well, considering the weather that they get. So, Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly and bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on all of the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly and bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Looking at this NHL Central Division, kind of talking about the teams. Got to catch up on them and got to know our enemies as we go into this season. So, We've talked at extent about the Dallas Stars and their offseason, so let's get in to the Avalanche. The Avalanche have had a lot of new faces come in and a lot of 
a lot of faces leave as well. So first things first, they we talked about Johansson already. He's in. They got Ross Colton from the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's pretty good. Uh, Miles Wood, they signed to kind of a weird contract. It was like seven years at $3 million per se- season. Really weird. Uh, they got Jonathan Drew and who played with McKinnon in juniors a long time ago. And then, of course, uh, to I hate it. Uh, Frederick Olofsson from the Dallas Stars also got traded there, signed a contract with them as well. Uh, they lost uh, Comfer, Rodriguez, Newhook, Mulgan, Nieto, Warzeller, and a couple of other players as well. So a lot of changeover with this team this year. Do they end up anywhere lower than second, in your opinion? Uh, it would have to be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, there would have to be a lot of injuries. It would have to be really bad. Because it's just they have those talented forwards with just such a strong blue line as well. It's just a really good, complete team. There's a reason they won the Cup. They're obviously they were cut off kind of at the third line. They paid for their cup with their third line pretty much. They all walked or got hurt. Um, but yeah, they still have two solid lines. If Ryan Johansson is a good fit there, if they have two scoring lines, that's enough for them to be very dangerous. Yeah. So one of the areas of concern is legit. The fact is the is the forwards that their defense is incredible. I mean, top to bottom, top six, they have one of the best decors in the league. And Georgiev showed up. You know, there's some question about him being a starter in the league. He showed he was pretty good. He's way above average. Uh, pretty good there. But it's like the biggest area of concern for this team, for the Colorado Avalanche, is, you know, are, are some of these forwards going to hit? Not just Ryan Johansson, but like, uh, what about Cogliano? Cogliano is, is there from the Stars as well. And, is he going to have to play elevated in the lineup in the in a third line spot? Is kind of what they're talking yeah. about in the article. So their bottom six is just rough. You look at those yeah. guys, and you're like, who scores? It's I, two fourth lines, man. Nobody scores on the bottom six. Is the, what I think it is. The nice thing is that the bottom six, they're defensive still. I mean, you don't look at any of them, and you're like, yeah. that's that's a liability. You, they're all. It just feels like they have two fourth lines. Yeah, but if you. <laughs> You, you got to score goals in this game, unfortunately. <laughs> so Nathan McKinnon can score a lot, but boy, I'm going to need a little help every now and then. But again, like I said, their decor is fantastic. You got McCarr, you've got Byram, you've got Devontae. And that's and that's where so, some other scoring can come from too. I mean, Taves and McCarr alone can yep. be your third line if you need them to be. <laughs> There were actually points in the last couple of years that they have ran a power play with two forwards and three defensemen. Yeah. I Would mean, you believe why that? Why not? <laughs> I mean, why not, man? It's ridiculous. The the decor they've got. And, and it's not like they're all like offensive guys. They're also defensive guys too. They're, they're very, they're good two way guys. So uh, we'll see how the Colorado avalanche do. I really believe it's a, uh, race to the top between those two teams. I, I don't see any of the other teams uh, that we're fixing to talk about overtaking Dallas or Colorado in the standings. Speaking of teams that probably will not catch the stars, let's talk about the wild for a second. Uh, it was mentioned in the comments a second ago. I believe it was uh, Ardell. Really? The only player they added Pat Maroon. But that That's means you're in the cup. <laughs> I guess that's true. They'll at least make the finals, right? No, they <laughs> he, can't he, make it past the second round. It's a curse. It's a, oh, right. It is a I curse, forgot. I guess. Yep. Well, no, the first round. First round, not the second round. No, they've made it to the second round. 
Yeah, back in like times. 2003. Yeah. But once. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, once, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so they they lost Matt Dumba, uh, who was had a really rough season last year. Ryan Reeves goes to Toronto. Nyquist is, I believe, Dude, I forget where he the, signed, but he's team, not there anymore. The, the one thing that was good about their team is that they were awful to play against because of those players. I mean, you, you step on the ice and you get hit in the head like five times in a game before you finally sit down and realize where you are. But, but they, now, now they have they have the, their big enforcers, I guess you could call them, even though that's not really a thing anymore. They're, they're gone. They still have a lot of those players, though. Let's be honest. They still but got they Marcus. Lost two of them. <laughs> they're, well, they're, they... There's only so many forwards on a team. And they gained another one, then Pat Maroon. Yeah. So, and they've they've still got Joe Hansen, who was a butt face to play against. Uh, I I hated him, but I respect him because he's a hard player to play against. But uh, the other thing is, uh, they they also lost John Klingberg. Oh my goodness, they lost. John oh Klingberg. no. Uh, oh no, they're done. They probably got better. <laughs> <laughs> Defensively, probably you're right. No, I like Klingberg. Y'all, I like Klingberg. <laughs> His defensive like metrics were awful last year. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a better season. This I year. think the bigger problem with the Wild is that they're gonna have to figure out how to change their play style so that it actually like makes sense in the NHL that we exist in now. Um, their whole mentality in the last playoff round was to try and just literally pound the stars into the ice and That's they lost they and they lost in six and they, they did it perfectly. They played their game plan absolutely perfectly and they lost in six. So it's not going to work. Score more. Yeah. And then, and that's that and their problem is is different but similar to the colorado avalanche it's not their bottom six that sucks it's their middle six they don't have a second line they have two third lines they're two two pretty good third lines but (laughs) you don't have a second line well the other thing is is they don't really have a center to play with uh caprizov and with uh zuccarello they had ryan hartman who came out of nowhere two seasons ago and scored 30 goals but he was nowhere near the player he was uh this past year he was still okay but they don't really have like a first line center in a league where you have to have center depth. Yeah. You have to yeah. have it. Uh, luckily they could probably get away with it in the central. I mean, any other division though, they're, mm-hmm. absolutely. they're absolutely destroyed. All right. Moving on to the St. Louis blues. Uh, they've added Kevin Hayes from the flyers, uh, Oscar Sunquist, McEachern, uh, Hoffer, Hofer coming, coming in as well. And uh, they lost Logan Brown, uh, Grice, uh, Josh Levo, and former Dallas star Tyler Pitlick. But this team, roughly the same as last year. Not not a ton of huge big names coming in. Kevin Hayes is is the biggest one. He's probably coming in to play the second center line role. But where do you see this team? Because I feel like for the Central Division. I really don't think that four teams are going to make the playoffs. I think it's going to be three teams and that's it. And I think that the race in for that third spot is between three teams, Winnipeg, Nashville, and the blues. And I think the blues have a chance, but I think they are less likely to make it compared to the other two. What do you think? Yeah, I I don't like them. They got a similar problem to Minnesota. They don't have a top line center. Uh, They have Robert Thomas. He has two first names. So, uh, He's pretty good. He just had a bad season last year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, and, it, and like you said, they didn't really make many big improvements. They were pretty bad last year. Their identity of being really solid defensively and taking advantage of their chances is kind of gone. It's just been a slow decline since they won the cup, and I think it's going to keep going until something big happens. Uh, like Bennington uh, not getting reassigned. Uh, yes. But, but I, I really think that's, for me, where, where all of this stands with the Blues. I mean, you, Bennington had that one good season, and it, was, it wasn't even like, I don't remember how good it actually was. I haven't looked at the metrics, but he just he just popped off in the playoffs, and he well, he, he tried he to came do it. In. He, he tried to do it again in like last playoffs, right? Where he was playing good, and then he got hit, and then all the Blues fans were sad because he got hit. They're like, "That's why we lost." Uh, no, it's because Bennington's not that great of a goaltender. <laughs> I I think that's it. I don't think he can hype himself up for regular season games. And I, I think they're just going to miss the playoffs again because of that. Well, if you remember, he came in the year they won the Stanley Cup in January. He came in in January, became the starting goaltender, and then won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So he he, 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 he sort of kind of pulled familiar. an Aiden Hill. <laughs> I, I, yes. I really feel like that's where Vegas is going to end up, too. They're going to have Aiden Hill, who won them a Stanley Cup, and I don't think he's going to be great. But we'll see. He got paid this offseason. He did get like, paid. That's why years, I like saw that. And I was like, dude. Ooh. What happens when you win a cup? True. Yep. <laughs> that is very true. Should have signed for longer. All right. Moving on to Nashville. Nashville, they added Luke Shin, Brian O'Reilly, Gustav Nyquist, and uh, again, former Dallas star, Dennis Garyanoff. So they have also lost uh, a lot of center depth, and they got rid of their two. Top two centers, I guess you could call, you could say. And Matt Duchesne, who obviously came to the Stars, he's going to probably be on the second or third line for us. And Ryan Johansson, who we already talked about, who went to the Colorado Avalanche. So where do you see this team? The reason why I, I see this team really taking over the third spot, and I fully believe they can, is because of UC Soros. I mean, that's that's literally it. Their defense is really solid. Their goaltending, they Saros is one of the best goalies in the world, and they've kind of added some pieces to get some more goals, I guess. But I mean, what what do you think? Do, do you think they could be the third team in the central that makes the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think they could be. I think it would come down to some young players are just kind of they have a chance now and they're playing good with it. I think that's what it's going to come down to because. I mean, r- right now, even uh, so, daily faceoff is projecting Dennis Gurionov on their second line. Oh. Not a great thing whenever the Stars had them not on the roster. Right. <laughs> so they got a lot of young players who are looking to prove themselves. If they get a couple of them to play good, they have a good defense. Who knows? I mean, they they could jump up there. This is one of those wild cards, I think, more more than the other ones. The other ones we kind of we kind of know the devil. This one we we don't know this devil. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what he does. I think this team in general was really baited by the year that they made the playoffs, just barely beating out the stars after the stars had like a bajillion overtime losses, yes. which they did again this year, but it, they had like, they, they had career years two years ago. Like the yeah. entire team had a career year and they barely made the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely trying to hang on because of their good goaltending and blue line, which they do have great goaltending, great defense. I mean, Fabro would definitely be on our second pair. I mean, immediately. So, mm-hmm. and there he's on their third. 
but so, but but like we were talking about with Minnesota, who's scoring? You've got to score. Exactly. That's what this Nobody league is score. now. Score. Nope. And not and, like, no and on this team, not even the first line scoring. Honestly, that's, if you look that, at them, the first line's not scoring either. That's what's now, crazy. I will with the stars too, though. I mean, we went from being a a strong team down the middle, and then we picked up another another center. Yeah, it, it's basically like we traded out Luke Glendening for Matt Duchesne. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, and if you want to go on a little bit of tangent here, that's part of the reason why the Stars have been the best faceoff team, or one of the best faceoff teams in the past three years, is because of we literally just have all the, all of our forwards are centers, and they can just play their strong side every single draw. They never play on their weak side, so yep, that, that is they, true. They don't lose. It works really and well. It, it's like almost cheating. All right, we're, we got to move on, but uh, the area for concern for the Nashville Predators is obviously their forward depth. Ryan O'Reilly, he's he's a really good two way guy. He can he can score goals, but he's older now, and oh he's jumping into a situation where it's like, well, maybe twenty. I mean, he's not going to get thirty. I don't think he might get thirty because of power play goals. I guess that's true. Maybe, but all right, moving on. Uh, James's favorite team, the Winnipeg Jets. They've added Velarde, Ayafalo, and Kupari in the uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. And then they also re-sign Lauren Brassois, who returns to the Jets from the Vegas Golden Knights. And they lose Blake Witter, uh, Blake Blake Witter, Blake Wheeler, uh, Big Save Dave, David Riddich, uh, Sam Gagne, and some others. So, like you said, Chris, they did not trade their two biggest players. Or maybe it was James. I forgot who said it. It was me. Shifley. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> Chris takes the takes the credit. <laughs> Shifley and Hellebuck are still on the team, and they've come out and said that they are going to continue staying on the team. They're not being traded it, at least at, at the beginning of the season. Where are they like. supposed to go? I don't know. Right? That nobody's got cap space. So, uh, do you see them as the third team, guys? Yes. No. Yes. I totally see it because it would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they lose everything and they are going to have to go into a rebuild. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, their, their coach is bones. So he's going to play lockdown defense. It's probably the best chance of this team winning. Yeah, honestly, exactly. They're going to play lockdown defense bone style. They're going to make it barely into the playoffs and they're going to lose in the first round. We shouldn't have lost in the first round. We shouldn't have lost in the we, first round. Our with team, the yeah, we shouldn't have been in the playoffs, yeah, Ryan. Okay, that's that, that might have slightly been true. But the the, <laughs> the performance we got from Ottinger, we should have never that's lost. That's not bonus's series. fault, though. That, that is not bonus's fault, but still, still. Okay, uh, and then moving on to the Coyotes, they've added Dumba, Jersey, Logan Cooley, who is one of the top prospects uh, in the world right now. Not the top, but one of the top prospects. Uh, they added Alexander Kerfoot from the Maple Leafs, Zucker from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, they lost Andrew Ladd, who retired recently, uh, Brett Ritchie, Patrick Nemeth, uh, Christian Fisher, and Zach Cassian. So guys that don't really matter much. The only one, none of, none of them are really of note that left. So this team is better. They I would argue that they will not be last. They will not be last. And I still don't think that they make the playoffs. But could you see them making fifth place? Yes. I could see them getting fifth, fifth place. They could game. get fifth. Yes, I, they could. They're probably going to get sixth, but they're, there's they a chance. Could get fifth. It's possible. Okay. I'll say it. I won't. 
<laughs> James is like, no, I'm not saying it. And now our favorites? Yep. Our favorites, the Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks, they make the playoffs, right? With Connor Bedard, they have to. They're going to be an Anaheim Ducks. It's going to be like, man, these couple of guys, these are, you got to watch these guys. But they still lost by six somehow. <laughs> you, know, you see those stat lines from like the Angels? It's like Shohei Otani pitched an eight inning shutout and hit four grand slams and lost 16 to 12. You know? Right. Ex- yeah, that I know. Exactly. That, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Bedard will be fun to watch. He might be decent. And he might not. What? He might not. No. He could suck. Who knows? There is no way. Jane Wright sucks. There, He's there's, there, there is no way that a player like this gets this much hype, and he sucks right off the bat. There's well, no he might way. suck in his first season. That would be He fun. might suck in his first season, but but like he is oh, playing okay. a weak okay. division, though. What's, so. Yes. But what's his what's his point totals at the end of the season? What what do you think he's gonna be at? Well, if he's playing first line minutes on a terrible hockey team. I think he'll get to 50 at least. I was thinking 60-70. We'll see. I think 60-70 would be a great first year. Yeah. I think I was part of the I was kind of around problem, 60. I think part of the problem is that even though the central is really weak in the forward department, the defense and goaltenders in this division is tough. I mean, it, it's going to be harder for him to score than maybe any other division. Well, he can just score all the garbage goals, you know. True. Just, uh, just score when it's five to one, and there you go. Pad the stats. Nope. Is Ryan still with us? Nope. Guess not. Okay, that was the last team, wasn't it, James? Yes. Yes, it was. All right. So, what's next on the list? Let me pull it up here. <laughs> just one second. Our host just died. That's all. Ryan is still here. He's okay. He's are you back, Ryan? He's not. Kind of. Oh, oh. Well, I I heard him. So let's move it right along. Uh, Traverse City uh, roster. I don't have that in front of me either. (laughs) (laughs) All you need to know. Okay, y'all. The big guys are there. You got Stanky's going to be there. You got Bishel's going to be there. And you got Borky's going to be there. And those are the guys that are scratching and clawing, fisting and biting to try and get on to the big boy team. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to see Antonio Strangez. I saw that he was on the roster for the thing. I'm very interested to see how he matches up in that. I kind of just like the his skating style i think it's really majestic and we'll see where it goes i still think he's kind of a long shot honestly i mean i think he's like he might be but i enjoy watching him he has some high potential but i think it's going to be tougher to reach him especially on this team especially on this team yeah not going to get many chances on the big boys You, you agree ryan Okay. Ryan's gone, gone, I think. I, I don't know what that hand motion means, but I'm going to keep going. James, you got anything else for the Traverse City tournament? I'm looking forward to watching it. Do you know if there's any way to watch it? I know last year we could watch it on like redwings.com. That is probably going to be the same type of thing. 
probably going to be the same. We'll research it. We'll put it on our X page. Uh, we'll figure that out. Some, someone will post it somewhere. Training camp in Austin. It's actually like all over the state and in Oklahoma and stuff. So lots of preseason games going on. Lots of training going on. Um, we already talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show. The 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 burning question for the stars uh, is what this training camp is really all about. We're trying to see if Stankovan can get in, and that's the real one. Um, the other thing is maybe uh, Bishop can sneak his way onto the defensive core, which is our weakest spot, and he is definitely a let's say a rising star amongst the stars. Oh my goodness, I hate you. Yeah, that was a good one there. No, that was not a good one. Your Alexa heard you. They're, they're always Alexa just listening. On. That was they're creepy. Always listening. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't like that. This is getting weird, guys. <laughs> Bishel is right. a monster just with his size. I mean, the dude's Bishel, massive. He is massive. He hasn't grown into his size yet. His weight for his size is very low. Um, and we know that defensemen definitely take longer to develop than the forwards do in general. Um, even Miro Haskinen was in the minors for, I think, two or three years. And as soon as he got to the bigs, he was a star right off the bat. So it's pretty crazy. I, it's definitely a long shot for him to get in. It, it's honestly even a long shot at this point for Stankovin to get onto the roster, though I'd love to see it. I think if he has any scoring potential at all, you got to play him just because think, of the position the stars are in. I, I think he might be able to edge out Dodonov, but he, he's going to have to have an absolute. Dodonov? I mean, you might push Dodonov down to the fourth. He he's got to have an absolutely nuts. amazing training camp though to be able to make it onto the roster. Regardless, I don't think that can who, happen, regardless of who he pushes out. I mean, it's he's got to be absolutely amazing to be able to get onto the stars roster for opening them just because of how much chemistry there was between the Ben Johnson to Donov line. I don't think it's going to happen to start the season at all. E even if he plays good enough to do it, I don't think it'll happen. So now that Ryan's back, Ryan, any thoughts on the uh, Traverse city slash training camp going on? Any ideas? Just that I'm excited to see Liam Bischel and I'm excited to see Stan Coven and Maverick Bork and see if they're, if they're actually like the best players on the ice or if they're going to be, you know, just kind of lost in the crowd of all the prospects and stuff like that. I mean, so, you're not excited for Christian Cairo and them tanning of strong Jess. I mean, I am excited about those guys too. The, the, the bigger name prospects I am excited to see, but those guys don't really have a chance of making the roster this Ooh. season. Those three guys no fun. could have, could have a chance of making the roster. Yeah, this season. They technically do. It'll be tough though. All right. I hate my I hate my internet. By the way, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. All right, now on to the greatest "Who Cares" segment that has ever been devised in the history of "Who Cares" no, segments. That one was definitely the plastic bottle one. Oh no! Yep, you're right. Number two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, oh, gosh, we are going with. Uh, this was not my idea, by the way. Yes, it was. Idea. Yes, it was. Ryan. No, it wasn't. And you no. don't have to be coy. This was definitely your idea, and we. Agree it's a with great idea. It's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um. So we were thinking, or I was thinking. Well, no, no. Ryan was thinking. No, Ryan was thinking. Ryan was thinking. 
huh, I wonder what I would eat if the apocalypse started today. So we're going to figure out what we would eat. We're going uh, top three canned foods for this Who Cares segment. Who cares? James, number third. Uh, I'm going with Chef or D Ravioli. Beef. Ravioli, Ooh, ravioli. I didn't think about so that. So good. Me the so good. The big much ones? Better, or much the better. Ones? I like the little ones, honestly, myself. I think the big ones, uh, you know, I, I got like a small the flatter mouth. ones. The I'm a big ones? I'm a big boy. I want I want my mouth filled. No, I want I want the small ones. <laughs> I want a full uh, mouth. Right. <laughs> Number third. I hate you, Chris. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> like me either. Ryan, please. Save save me. <laughs> this is what I came back for, was that comment, right? Yep, yep, that was it. 100%. Okay. All right. Uh, first things first, I'm going to say this. Uh, SpaghettiOs are the Dang. nastiest things in the world. Oh, yeah, I they're not I stand no, SpaghettiOs. Like All right? There's just so many better options. There's so many better options. Okay. Mine are kind of lame because I couldn't really think of any. Uh, my number three is just corn. Corn, corn. and corn. Corn. Yeah. I like corn. corn. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, and, and not... And not the creamed corn. Like my best, one of my best friends, Garrett. He loves creamed corn. I can't stand creamed corn. It's got to be sweet corn, like sweet kernel corn. It's really good. So that's it. That's all I got. Okay, Chris. All right then. Um, yeah. Don't so number th- uh, judgment has already been applied. Number three, <laughs> we're going with soup. I am taking the entire category of soup with this one. <laughs> With your number three, enough, Ryan or Chris, it, that's that's a Ryan move. Sorry, Ryan, I apologize for calling you out on Chris's call. Uh, but, Ryan, but you're you're still you know you're still calling Ryan. me out and calling me stupid with with you're the stupid for you corn, but you're not stupid for calling all of soup. I I I like soup. Okay, soup is good. Tomato it's almost soup, soup. chicken noodle soup. There's it's so tortilla. many soups. It's tortilla. almost soup season. I don't think boys. tortilla soup comes in a can, but. It tortilla, it it's come in it does. I've it's, seen it. It's, yes, it's it does. Bad. That sounds, that it's sounds bad. bad. It is, but you know. So how can it, you say all soup and say that tortilla soup is bad? bad. I'll be more specific. Please, we're gonna go yes. with this: the Campbell's chunky, uh, the 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 burger, like the sirloin burger soup. Okay, okay. that's that's better. That's more specific. Hearty, that, fair. A, a, a whole meal, you know. <laughs> that's a whole meal. You get a can, dump it in a pot. Heat it up, add a little bit of water if necessitated. Um, boom. Do you put salt and pepper in soup? I know that's no, don't season your soup, Ryan. That's disgusting. Why would you ever season your soup? James, number second. Uh, my number second is uh, Campbell's chicken noodle soup. I like chicken noodle soup, it's really basic. I, I, I just like it. James is white, Ryan, number two. Oh man. Uh my number two is the original Bush's baked beans. The original Bush's baked beans. I love their love their baked beans. Uh I also like the commercials from a long time ago. That that dog. That okay, was, the dog is a tier. The, do- the dog that. was amazing. But it, it's just amazing. I love their baked beans. Baked That's beans it. overall though, mid. 
Um, but no, it, it has to be Bush's baked beans. It can't be like there. You know, there are some things that you can go like off brand on or whatever. But for me, yeah. it can't it can't be like the great value don't, baked beans. It has don't to be get the off brand sugar beans. Oh, no, that would be terrible. All right. Chris is number two. Uh, I do like beans, not those beans, but I like these beans. Refried beans. Fry the beans, put some lard in them, stir them all up, fry them again. Refried beans. Yum. Put that, put that stuff on a tortilla, put some cheese on it, boom, burrito, dunzo. That's you know, dinner right Chris, there. You were excited for this whole segment, and I think this might be your worst one yet. Beans. James, wow. Uh, anyway, I, I chose baked beans for my number one, but there's a reason baked I chose baked, baked okay. beans for my number All right, one. All right, no, no, which one? No, which one? No, 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 no. Let, let me explain, okay? No, there, you don't get to explain. There's a there's a specific reason why I chose baked beans. Okay, have y'all seen the baked bean meme thing where they put just baked beans oh, in like yeah. clocks? And yeah, that's yeah. why. Oh, you gotta okay. have some entertainment, right? So, so not to eat them. No, just to put them in like clocks and staplers. <laughs> clocks and staplers. Uh, it's a it's great. If y'all have never okay. seen any of these pictures, go look at them. They're amazing. There's oh. one where they put them in like a a tub and they freeze it and then they break the tub off and make it look like a cake. It's great. I, I'll accept that. I'll, I'll accept the meme, but yeah, yeah. Beans. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> number one, my number one, I'm going back to my childhood. This is the, this is my number one. Ryan's it's so serious. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, small little violin. I know Chris, whatever. Oh, I forgot this is okay. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This I, I I'm going with fruit the fruit cocktail. I don't know why it was just stuck in my head. As soon as you said, "All right, let's do our top three canned foods," and I was just like, the first thing that popped in my head was the fruit cocktail. It looks like James is, is going to get said fruit cocktail. I, I guess it's, <laughs> this <laughs> he's got some, not the one I was expecting, but yes, it's very cherry. There's extra cherries in it. Yes, the, and those are also very good. I like the very cherries. Uh, but even like the, I know I just made fun of great value a second ago, but like the great, even the great value fruit cocktail cans are amazing. And I don't know why it stuck out in my head, but like throughout my childhood, we ate so much of fruit cocktail in, from cans. So that's my number you one. Eat fresh fruit just one time and then it's <laughs> disgusting. Like, if Agreed. you know what actual fruit tastes like, <laughs> that is the nastiest thing. That's disgusting. Okay. Uh, my number one, in in great juxtaposition to my number third choice, try to mark that off my word today calendar right there. Uh, I'm going to be very specific with this one. We are going with the HEB brand spicy version of their canned charo beans. I can't that. say I've tried those. Yeah, Chris, can you buy them for them and send me? Them? I'll mail them to you, James. Please. They are. That sounds amazing. They are fantastic. Now, they're they're not as good, obviously, as some fresh made charro beans, but they're not half bad. And for from a can to get not half bad charro beans, I would I would put them against probably let's say probably better than sixty percent of the Tex Mex restaurants charro beans. These canned beans. Really? Really. Okay. Not lying. Especially the spicy version. Because, you know, some of these Tex-Mex places are like, oh, these, these gringos, they can't handle the spice. <laughs> they don't put nothing in it. So, yeah, that's terrible. But if you get these spicy charro beans from H-E-B, 
fantastic. They also got some other really good beans that I haven't even tried yet just because I keep eating the charro beans. So, you know, beans. All right. That's it. That's the show. Hey, we all had beans in our top three. That's because beans. Beans. Sorry, no, I tried to time it. You said it wrong. Beans. Deeper, Ryan. Beans. Put, put your puberty pants on. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> puberty pants. Beans. We need to rename the episode Puberty Pants. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining the Starcastic Remarks. We Starcasted the Remarks. Um, check out the Starcastic Remarks website. Wait, hold the, on. Hold oh, on. Oh, hold on. Hey, I'm, I'm going. Okay. Uh, so we didn't talk about it earlier, and it was mentioned in the, in the comments earlier. Okay. The... The tournament for the Traverse City starts tomorrow. Do yep. you want to do a live stream tomorrow of the game? Can't do that tomorrow. Not tomorrow? I cannot. You cannot, James? I got to work, I, I can probably do some. Where is it at, Ryan? We were trying to figure that out, but it was just me and James. We were lost. It's in Michigan. But Okay, look, where can you watch thank it, you, Ryan? Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> you know what? You stopped me on my outro. You make a joke like that. I'm oh, I'm good. I am done. I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> it's going to be on uh f- from what I remember there is a couple of uh YouTube channels that are going to be showing it. There's there's it's also there's links on Vimeo. I- I'm probably saying that wrong. Vimeo, Vimeo. whatever it is. Vimeo. And yeah, thank you. And uh it's going to be shown shown there. There's links on the Traverse City tournament website if you want to watch the game. I don't if know. If you what research time... it, you'll find it. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it wasn't hard. It took me two seconds or earlier. I just don't remember the exact time. Anyways, Chris is already gone, but we're going to sign off. Thank you guys for listening. For those of you that are live, we had about 12 people listening to us live. Thank you for listening to us. For those of you that are listening afterwards, we also appreciate you. Consider leaving us a five star review anywhere you listen to your podcast. That's the best way to help us grow. The season is upcoming. We have our training camp preview next week. And we are really excited to get the season going. Thanks again to DraftKings Sportsbook. And along with us, James, because Chris is already gone. My name is Ryan, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. James, you have anything else to say? No. Wow, I was really hoping for some words of wisdom there. <laughs> no, I'm puberty pants is my words of wisdom. <laughs> Bye, we're in. <laughs>